God created us to know Him and love Him, and He gave us the capacity to know Him and love Him. This is why we can think about God and love God even though He is an infinite being. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm your host, Father Patrick Wainwright. Today we will talk about how man was created by God with a certain inherent capacity to know and love God. We will also address how it is possible for us small and limited created beings to speak about God, an infinite, uncreated, perfect being. And moreover, how we can use concepts taken from our created world to speak about a being that is infinitely beyond our world. One of the greatest and well-known saints of the history of Christianity is St. Augustine. Let me give you a brief summary of his life before I get to my main point. He was born in Tagast in 354 and died in 430, being Bishop of Hippo in northern Africa. His mother was St. Monica, a great saint as well, and an example of a trusting in prayer against all hope. St. Augustine was instructed in the basics of the faith when he was little and was inscribed as a catechumen. However, because of his father's poor example, he abandoned the practice of the faith and started out in a path of worldly success as an orator. The prayers and example of his mother, St. Monica, had a great influence on him. He started seeking for the truth, and that was a driving force in his life. He soon joined a Manichaean religious sect that seemed to explain away his inability to avoid certain sins of the flesh. After several years, he moved to Rome and then to Milan, again making a career as a public speaker. He later, he later embraced another Christian Neoplatonic group and after some time finally joined the fullness of the Catholic Church. He writes about his spiritual journey in his Confessions. There he says how even when he didn't exactly know it, he desired to know the truth and was actually seeking to know God, albeit in his own confused way. He was seeking happiness in all the wrong places, in wealth, in popularity, in the honors of the world, and even in his sinful and lustful pleasures. But deep inside, he was always seeking the fullness of the truth. He was seeking God and noticed that none of those other things which he sought and actually found in the world gave him the fulfillment and happiness that he was craving for. Only when he found God did he realize that his heart was at peace. This is why he wrote in his Confessions, a book which I encourage you to read at some point in your life, that the constant desire to find fulfillment is placed by God in the heart of every man because he created us for himself. As he himself writes it in his Confessions Book 1, Chapter 1, You are great, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. You have made us for yourself, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. As the Compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church puts it in number two, 
God himself, in creating man in his own image, has written upon his heart the desire to see him. Even if this desire is often ignored, God never ceases to draw man to himself, because only in God will he find and live the fullness of truth and happiness for which he never stops searching. God, therefore, creates every man with a desire to know him and love him. And moreover, he creates in us that amazing capacity in our intellect to know him, even though he is the infinite truth. He also gives us the capacity in our heart to love him, even though he is the infinite good. And I say even though, because it doesn't sound logical that being finite, we would have the capacity to know, to apprehend, to embrace with our mind and with our will something that is infinite in its being. So the question is, how is it possible that something created, limited, finite, could possibly know, love, and embrace something that is infinite? That is precisely the mystery in all this, that we have the capacity for God. Or as we say it in Latin, we are capax dei. And this is a gift of God to every human being. Man is, therefore, capable of knowing and loving God. It is this capacity of knowing and loving God that gives every human being his most fundamental dignity. Let me repeat that. Man is, therefore, capable of knowing and loving God. And it is this capacity of knowing and loving God that gives every one of us, every human being, his most fundamental dignity. Finally, another important consequence is that we can actually speak about God and about his qualities and create concepts in our, in our mind about God. This might seem impossible in a certain sense because we, again, are finite and God is infinite. However, by taking ideas and concepts from the created world, a world that, of course, resembles God in many ways because it was created by God, we can express the being and the perfections that are in God. So, we have the possibility not only to think about God, but also to create concepts about God and to speak about God to all men and with all men. However, this capacity, of course, is limited, and therefore we must always remind ourselves that our knowledge and our language about God is limited as well. We can think about God only by taking creatures or created beings as our starting point, and we can only do it in accordance with our limited human ways of knowing and thinking. So God transcends all creatures, that is, He is above everything and above anything that is created. He is infinitely greater than everything else. God is, in a sense, the inexpressible, the incomprehensible, the invisible, the ungraspable, we could say. And therefore, we should realize that our concepts about Him are limited, they are image-bound, and they are imperfect. So while we can say something about God, we must recall 
as the Fourth Lateran Council stated, that between creator and creature, no similitude can be expressed without implying an ever greater dissimilitude. This is why St. Thomas Aquinas, who wrote so much about God, especially in his Summa Theologica, stated that concerning God, we cannot grasp what he is, but only what he is not, and how other beings stand in relation to him. Moreover, there's a great example taken from his life. Let me give you, again, a brief bio about St. Thomas. He was born in 1225 and died in 1274. He was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, theologians in the history of the Catholic Church, and a great writer who was well-known even in his time. He used to have several secretaries to help him write the different books he was writing on, he was working on, and he would write at the same time, dictating to one and then to the other and then to the other to give them time to write down what he was saying. One of those writings was the Summas Theologica, which he was close to finishing toward the end of his life. His main helper was Brother Reginald, who worked with him day in and day out. One day, the Feast of St. Nicholas, December 6, 1273, that is, one year before he died, he celebrated Mass with great devotion, and he had a prolonged ecstasy during the Mass. After Mass, he could not stop weeping. When Brother Reginald, with the other attendants, came to continue working, St. Thomas thanked him, but said that he, for the moment, could not dictate anything. This situation continued for several days, Brother Reginald asked him many times what was going on and encouraged him to finish writing the Summa Theologica because there was very little left to do. But St. Thomas would only answer, I can't. Finally, after several days of this situation, Brother Reginald asked him for the love of God to tell him why he could not continue working. To which St. Thomas answered, After the things that God deigned to reveal to me on the Feast of St. Nicholas, it seems to me that everything I wrote in my whole life is like straw, and that is why I cannot write anymore. This exemplifies what we were saying before. Even though the writings of St. Thomas are so profound, providing clarity and great concepts regarding God and the revealed truths, after he had a vision of God, He could not keep writing anything, feeling that everything he had written before was good as straw. So let me sum up everything that we said today. First of all, man is created by God and for God. Therefore, we, by the grace of God, are capax dei, that is, we're able to know and love God, and we're able to think about God and create concepts about God and speak to others about God. But at the same time, we must remember that God is infinitely greater than all those ideas and concepts and words that we have, and therefore it is more what we do not know about God than what we actually know. As St. Paul expressed it in his second, uh, first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 2, Verses 9 and 10. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, 
nor the heart of man conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, God has revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. So may we too be able to learn more about our faith, even if it is a fraction of what St. Thomas Aquinas knew, so that one day we may contemplate the Holy Trinity in in its full splendor in heaven and forever. So that takes us to the end of our episode today. Thank you for staying with me to the end. Please remember to subscribe to your preferred platform to receive all the future episodes. If you liked this episode, please let your friends know about it and share it with them. That is a great way for you to share your faith with others. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. May God bless your day.